0: Off the the Groove
1: with Scotty Dubler. Friday, May 14th, 2021, episode number 185. Wow. Wow, Mom. That's what you said earlier. Yeah. That's what you said earlier. (laughs) You're right. No, you're right. I did say that earlier. Yeah. Uh Wow. And that's, I think that's a perfect word for this weekend. Wow. Lima. I did not expect to get... It was uh, a weekend. I did not expect to get a Lima race in this year. I knew I wasn't going to make the national this one kind of came up i don't know like i hadn't heard about it until about a week ago i still didn't think i was gonna make it because i had plans to go to charlotte um you didn't even have plans to go to lima until late in the week <laughs> but yeah
2: late late in the week as in friday morning at eight thirty a.m as i was driving through wichita kansas That's on my way to see my mom for mother's day
1: yeah did mom understand that you yeah you didn't make it
2: uh, yeah hold on oh. mom doesn't know oh she doesn't know I was going to surprise her, so she doesn't know what she missed, uh, if she, that makes sense. She's going um, <laughs>
1: to she's gonna know after listening to this week's podcast.
2: She sure will, yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm probably going to get grounded. You know, I, uh, I'm only 48 years old, but I'll, I'll probably get grounded after this.
1: I definitely had, uh, I'm going actually to Charlotte this weekend to make up for, for last weekend, Miss Mom's week. Uh, we, mom, why don't mom you just said. go
2: ahead and go out to Loveland and make up for me too. Nah. Loveland, Colorado. Go. Nah. Nah
1: i haven't been home i haven't seen my new nephew gotta get home gotta do it i'm sorry maybe maybe next mother's day i yep. can do that or when i'm out at oklahoma okay.
2: no she lives in Loveland, colorado it's yeah. 11 hours from here that's what i meant yeah huh. okay <laughs> uh
1: yeah dude how about the craziness that even happened before the craziness at the track like just getting there um you drove yep. like you told me earlier round trip well, this this weekend over- what are you talking
2: a little over a little over two thousand miles and i left friday morning at 6 a.m i was home sunday night about 10 or 10 30 p.m on the way home man i i just put it in going home gear i i stopped once to go to the restroom and, and get out of the car just a little bit and i stopped what? one more time uh hold on i stopped one more time got gas got one piece of pizza and went to the little boy's room <laughs> and so i made it home in two stops and that's that's pretty dang good from lima ohio that's insanity but But I do – tell. I have to tell you this. Okay. I got home. My my feet were kind of tingling, and my lower legs were kind of tingling. So I think I sat way too long. So when I got home, I I, I laid right here on the floor and stretched it out, and then I went to bed. I was out. Dude. Good night. I think I got
1: home – when did I get home? I I left Lima around 10. I think my layover was at, like, left it. So I got home just after 2-ish. I got to my house around 3 Chatted on the phone for like half an hour. And then as soon as I got yep. off the phone, passed right the F out. Straight well, passed out. Well, and didn't we'll wake s- up to the next morning.
2: Well, s- hold- Let's back up. Because Saturday night after the races, we tried to go eat at Waffle House with Hump Daddy, uh, Tim Humphreys. That didn't work out. Then we go to Arby's. We sat in the drive through <laughs> line for 45 minutes for something, a burger and a fry or whatever. Go to our room. Sammy came up to the room. We're, we're sitting there talking. Sammy left. Next thing I know, me and you were sitting there talking. Next thing I know, you're snoring. Really? I don't even remember. Halfway halfway sitting upright, your arm was all cockeyed and stuff like that. I was like, dude, you need to get comfortable. No, man, I'm good. (laughs) I
1: was like, like, what is going on over there? It had been a weekend for me, man. Like the week (laughs) or like the night before, I was cramming to get all the podcasts done before because I knew I was going to Charlotte. I probably got two hours of sleep. Um me getting there, if anybody followed on yeah. social media, you saw the craziness. I mean I leaving work, there was two crazy wrecks, missed my flight by five minutes. Luckily, there was another flight. Right. I got right. that flight. That was delayed two hours, which almost made me miss my connecting. Uh, 10 minute window to get to that connecting. I barely made it before they closed the door. Get yep. to get to Dayton, Ohio. They lost my bag. I, it wouldn't get to be delivered to the next day, so I had to have them deliver the damn bag at the track. Uh, That's I, awesome. I couldn't get a rental. A, 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 what a hundred miles away? Have you a hundred miles from away. the airport? Yeah, a hundred miles away from the <clears throat> airport. Um, right. I, I, I couldn't get a rental because it was after hours. Like they closed the rental at midnight, and I got in my flight because it was two hours late. Didn't get in until like three minutes before but i got i got a rental i drove i drove to to lima no hotels anywhere anywhere right no hotels right. anywhere so i ended up going to the waka waka what's the place that's south of lima wapakoneta yeah wapakoneta, wapakoneta. and i got a mm-hmm. i got a room there so I, I did but okay i could i didn't have any clothes no clothes for the next day so i was like i'm gonna hit up a walmart and, <laughs> yeah there you go i'm gonna that, hit up a Walmart walmart's 24 hours Except for in Lima, Ohio or anywhere in the and vicinity. They're,
2: they're not here right now either because of COVID.
1: Yeah, they're so, they not 24 hours yet. So. Dude, it, it, <laughs> I got to a hotel room and passed out at 4 a.m. Knowing that I had to get up at 7 to get to the track in time for everything the next day. So I had about three hours to charge all the devices. Got them all charged though and got a few That's hours. Good. But I had two hours a night before... Three hours, then and then all day at the track running around like a madman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, I passed out. Should right.
2: <laughs> yeah, you you were out. It was hilarious. So then, so then I turn the lights off, and then all of a sudden you're awake again. I'm like, <laughs> what? 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 Most people go to sleep when the lights go off. You <sighs> woke up when I turned the light off, and then you want to talk some more. I'm like, I'm going to sleep
1: enough about anyway. our, enough about our craziness let's talk about the flat track action because there was a decent amount of it this weekend on a peak gravel Three, track. There. yeah
2: 322 entries
1: 322 entries is insane
2: for any race it's, it's um stupid yeah it's a lot it's a lot i'm not i mean i'm happy for the promoter it just made for a long day we got started late because the rain came before i got there on friday and it was still soft. As I walked across the track, you could see my footprints. And I'm not this great big old heavy dude. So when I walked across the track to go to the infield to my tower, you could see my footprints. So they couldn't get out there. They couldn't put the hay bales out there early. They had to wait. They turned it up finally. And then they started uh, you know, working it in. And then they put the hay bales out. So we started a little bit late. We played catch up for a while. Then there was a, a one get off in uh, practice slash qualifying. And uh, they hauled Rich heavily off. I think it was just a shoulder, collarbone injury. But, you know, when he stood up, he probably stood up too soon, got lightheaded, almost passed out. So the paramedics didn't like that. So they took him in. Um, There's a couple other red flags. So we had a little bit of downtime, but then we played catch up again. Uh, It does take Robbie Bobby a little bit of time to get the qualifying results and then set up the heat races so there's a little track prep right there we had some live music if you saw on left out yeah. uh carter got to interview that the, the chick that was in charge of that or that was singing uh the band was pretty good um and then we got going you know and the races went, went really smooth there was a lot of heat races uh only about six semifinals the hooligan series it was yeah. their first round of their uh 2021 season they were there in full force there was a bunch of them they do things differently they have an a main and a b main so they pay points and stuff by how you finish they only take 12 of them to the a main which those big heavy bikes i don't think i would have wanted to see 18 of them out there on the half mile Mm -mm. that'd been a little crazy a little hectic so they only had 12 which that was a good show um but all in all a great race uh you know amateurs a little bit you know from 50s to plus 50 class and two pro classes
1: i gotta say one thing and I, I need to get better at talking to these hooligans i haven't like there's some of the most entertaining people i was just uh, bsing with some of them off and not on camera or anything but i i need to get to know that scene a little bit more because they seem to have the most fun at some of these races um and some of those uh some of those uh races during the uh during the day were pretty exciting on the hooligan side so uh and they all have got pretty unique cool stories awesome bikes right. of how they got there and, and all that stuff so
2: the the quick time in the hooligan class would have put would have set about 10th in the combined pro class the singles and the and the twin combined times so so that's that's to put in perspective they're just not out there cruising around right they're out there putting in some work on some big heavy motorcycles on a track like yeah 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 so it was it was impressive to see how they ran out there and uh, put
1: on a good show yeah it was pretty good it was cool for me to see too because what were you saying it was the first amateur race there in like 20 years or since
2: since the 80s i believe so maybe over 30 years wow uh somebody said 80s i heard 90s but you know most of the time they just race there once a year and it's just pros yeah uh you know it's just the the american flat track series so uh it's cool to see that you know a lot of the the kids they picked right up on it and and they should you know i mean these most of the kids that were out there have been racing for a while you could definitely tell the people that weren't comfortable on a cushion you could tell because they were a little bit further back, you know, and they got faster as the day progressed. But, you know, I, I didn't like cushions either as, you know, as a pro rider. I didn't ride, ride a whole bunch of them, but I never cared for the cushions because it, it takes a whole other skill set. And if you don't grow up racing that kind of racetrack, it takes a while longer to get used to it. So, um, but I just, I never cared for cushions. I love watching them. I love announcing them. I love being there because it's one heck of a show.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I, I definitely... Uh... I hadn't been to Lima since I'd seen the the National there in 2017, uh, so I was super stoked to be able to go back. I, uh, I was there kind of just catching the uh, the behind-the-scenes content for Left Out. You were doing the announcing, so like I said, Sammy was spinning wrenches. Uh, I talked to a lot of the riders, young amateur riders who were there for the first time, so that was cool to kind of get their perspective. Talked to some professional riders who had raced there their whole prof- professional career, and might not have liked it like somebody like kenny Coolbeth jr had talked to him for a bit and he said it wasn't one of his favorite tracks so right um just cool to get that perspective in the pits but yeah uh,
2: i just i I just want to add too that sammy sabedra is there actually helping out the turner racing team because ryan varns graduated college congratulations to ryan yes Uh, it's it's not easy to do and especially as a full-time racer uh he's got a job also and yet he just graduated from college so uh congratulations to ryan for graduating college and that's why sammy was free to come help out the turner team i guess one of their people had a family deal that they couldn't attend so that's why they needed one more body and and sammy was available so he, he came in to help out
1: yeah penn state too no uh cool college i mean he's he's i don't even know do you know what he what he graduated in i don't know
2: motorcycleology.
1: <laughs> i love it it's exactly what i would <laughs> expect it to um but hats off to you cap and gown off t-shirt or whatever
2: there you go so also during the day you hopped in with bronson bauman we're going to talk about that during our podcast here in just a minute but yeah. did you go around in the water truck or just the drag truck
1: uh i don't think there was enough room in the water truck and uh from okay. what i understand that 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 might have been the best experience i think uh just I think it was a little crammed in there, so I did get in uh, Robbie Bobby's truck with uh, with Bronson while he was running the drag, and boy, was that an experience! We'll, we can uh, get into the, you can get ask him about that a little bit, and we can talk about it after. But uh, never thought that I'd get to go take laps around Lima, even though it was on four wheels. It was still really cool, and I learned a couple things. So it was pretty pretty neat to go do that and uh, okay. chat it right. up with Bronson. Hold on,
2: as as an interviewer, you just said you learned a couple things. What's one thing you learned?
1: Uh, I was pretty uh, pretty impressed with how, you know, how you said it rained the day before. The fact that you could still... They were still watering the track. Right. After that much rain. Uh, so I learned that those pea gravels can hold a lot more water than, uh, than I thought they could, I guess. Uh, the fact that, you know, as much as it rained the day before, uh, the, the fact that they were still putting water down uh, just speaks to... And I, I don't know why we don't run more cushions for that reason right like like i i understand that maybe not a lot of people are familiar with them or are solid on them and they're tough to ride tougher to ride but from a track prep perspective it seems like it's pretty straightforward so but but it takes a lot of track
2: prep too because like at the aft races we'll run one round or one group. They'll send out the drag truck, the water truck, and we'll send out the next group. Yeah. I mean, if you have enough facility, uh, drag trucks, you have enough water trucks. You know, I think at the national, they'll have three drag trucks. They all, they'll, they'll that'll cover the whole track and they have two water trucks and that cover the track. So I can do one lap each yeah. and pull off. So they can go pretty quickly. But, uh, Saturday there was one, one drag, two drag trucks and one water truck. So it took a little bit of time to prep the track. Um, one thing that, that you noticed too that we talked about at the hotel is how rough it was yeah and we say flat track and you most of the time you think flat like the road no it was anything but you're kind of bouncing all over the place well imagine doing that wide open
1: no no and that, that, that i said that to bronson i was like dude we're on four wheels in like a 350 like
2: a big truck yeah. imagine
1: being on two wheels like uh-uh oh no. and he's like right. yeah it's right. actually easier and i'm like what no like and- i can't even fathom that that doesn't that doesn't yeah. does not compute does not compete right. like, and, and
2: lima is the kind of racetrack you drive it with you know you ride it with the rear wheel you turn it with the rear wheel you yeah. don't back off the throttle so you're steering with the rear wheel it's kind of hard to to put in perspective for those that haven't rode a motorcycle or haven't been on a loose uh surface like that but uh uh i, I gotta tell you one thing Robinson. Had a scary moment in his heat race. He oh, was all over the motorcycle, coming in out turn of four, three and four. Oh yeah, about halfway between three and four. He was all over the bike. He did everything but fall off that motorcycle, and somehow still won the semi. He was black flagged eventually in the main event because that thing started leaking oil. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but he said he didn't see the black flag. It was fairly dark on the on the front straightaway. Mm-hmm. I think every other light on the light pole was on or off, however you want to look at it. Um, so he kept going. It was blowing oil. Uh, the reason for the black flag, Carter, is maybe not for his safety. Um, it is kind of to signal him that, hey, your motor's getting ready to blow up or you're right. leaking a lot of oil. So it's, it's maybe to save him some money. But think about the guys behind him that are getting covered with that oil mm-hmm. and they're in that smoke plus the roost of the bikes in front of them. But here's one thing that, that didn't happen that, that could have happened. If that bike locks up full full speed down the straightaway and, and you're behind him, you're, you have nowhere to go. You're going to mm-hmm. run into him. And that causes, especially he was leading the race, that would have caused a catastrophic wreck. So the black flag came out more as a precaution to save the motorcycle for one and then save the other people that were behind them. So right. uh, uh, unfortunately, it happened to, to B Rob. Uh, we're getting ready to talk to our guest here in just a second. Bronson, who had a mechanical similar uh, blowing smoke really quick in the in the practice session. And it, lap, it, it's lap expensive. One. Lap one. Lap one of practice, yes. Yeah. So um, I just want to talk about that just a little bit. It, you know, it's kind of controversial. There are people that said he should have been disqualified. Well, he was. But originally, he was scored in third because mm-hmm. that's how he came across the line. But then you got to take into account that he was black flag. So yeah. anyway, enough
1: about that. But um you want to get into our guests? Yeah, we got two, uh, two solid guests. Uh, both were in Lima this weekend. Uh, two different perspectives. Uh, one, of the, one of the kids here, first time riding Lima. No stranger to going around in circles on a flat track motorcycle, of course. Um, but Ooh. it was the first time at Lima. Uh, so right. we'll, we'll, get, we'll hear from uh, Mr. Chase Sadoff. And then uh, talk to Bronson Bauman himself. We'll get some uh, details on on his day. The start of it, how it ended, and uh, all the details in between. Who's first? Chase, of course. I thought you're gonna flip a coin.
2: No, Chase. Oh, let's style him up. I'm let's, ready. Let's do it. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. Hello. Sat off. What's going on, Scotty? What up, dude? Ha <laughs> ha. Did you, did you make it home from lima all right oh yeah do you you make it to your mother's day thing no you know what <laughs> i end up uh not going because i looked at the i looked at the clock and the hours and it was gonna be like 18 and a half hours to get to my mom's house from lima so i just uh, came straight home on sunday but uh you got you got some new hardware that you took home from lima how, how cool is that taking home some big wins oh it was
0: awesome dude the track was so fun
2: yeah was that your first time there
0: uh it was my first time racing there but
2: not my first time watching or being there okay so you've been to a grand national there before because they haven't had an amateur race there since i heard the 80s or the 90s so um what what did you think of the track the first time you went out for practice
0: uh it was really smooth the first first practice and
2: uh it was really really fast you could just keep it pinned all the way around wow where, did you did you tap the back brake to set it up into the corner, or did you let off the throttle at all and you know kind of burp it, or did you just leave it pinned the whole way around?
0: Uh, I would come into the corner. I would tap the back brake a little bit and then kind of burp the throttle a little bit midway through the corner. Once the track kind of got a little bit like drier and rougher as the day progressed. So how
2: how did the track change for you from early on? Like you said, when you got out there, it was really smooth um it was you know mother nature had watered the track the night before so there was some wet spots and some dry spots but the track went through several changes how do you keep up with that and what kind of changes did you see as a rider
0: uh so to keep up with it you just kind of have to change your lineup every once in a while and
2: then other than that it's all like the adjustments of the suspension and tire pressure really Okay. Did any other riders or pros uh, give you any tips before you went out there for the first time?
0: Um, Mike Turner helped me out a little bit before first practice. He told me to go out and follow a few people and see what they're doing,
2: kind of follow them. Yeah, I know last year at the at the Flat Track Grand Championships, we raced in Ashland, and I think you raced there a few more times. Are there any other cushion tracks that you've ridden before?
0: Uh, there's a couple other in Ohio.
2: Couple others in Ohio. Uh the one race in Ohio, the amateur nationals there. What uh, where, which one did we race? I'm trying to think of it too. I, I know we raced Ashland, but um was there another one? Ashland and then there's that little short track at Nationals. You didn't announce that year. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember another one. How did you learn how to ride on a cushion? Is it just go out there and just man up and just leave the throttle open, or is it just, you know, slowly progress yourself up to speed?
0: uh i kind of just like slowly progressed myself up to speed uh the first time i rode a cushion it was definitely a a weird experience because it was kind of like the bike felt like it wanted to come out from under you and and uh you just kind of have to like get used to that because i'm used to like little short tracks where you kind of like slide all the time and this was kind of like that but not really
2: okay so you you blew up the primary bike in practice. I was actually since it was just practice. I handed the microphone to Robbie Bobby and I took off on his little pit bike and went over to check on you. And the rear wheel was locked up. What did you find that you broke on the bike, or have you even looked at it yet?
0: Um, I had a rod busted the case, Ooh. and then two holes, two holes in the motor. No, three oh, holes no. in the
2: motor. Dang. So you got a, you got a new paperweight for your for your office, right? yeah (laughs) so we're going out there it's just practice you blow up the primary bike what's going through your mind
0: uh i was kind of like dang it because this one was a little bit faster than the other one and it was working really good the gearing was right on point and then we had to kind of restart all over again back to square one
2: so what is the difference between your primary bike and and the backup bike? I heard it was pretty much box stock. I mean, obviously, you've got suspension done to it, and it's lower down. But uh, what are some of the other differences between your primary bike and the backup?
0: So the primary bike, Vance & Hines, Hines built it, so it has, like, the Vance and Hines pipe and a little bit of motor work done in the Git system, and that's about it. Okay.
2: So... You're on a backup bike, you stayed focused, and you go out there and you smoke everybody on in, in the open amateur class and the four fifty amateur class. Did you know you were gonna do that going over there? I mean that's everybody's goal, but were you feeling that confident even before you got on the track?
0: No, not really. I uh I show up to the track thinking I'm here to ride and here to have fun. I don't go in think I'm thinking I'm gonna win. Just I just play it by year
2: and let everything fall into place. Awesome. Awesome. I heard Bill Warner, who was there helping out Mike Turner and the Turner Racing Team, and Turner sponsors you. I heard Bill Warner was up there standing by the fence, you know, uh, clocking your laps. Do you think he was trying to compare your times to his pros, or do you think he's just up there watching a fast guy trying to see what the track's going to do? do you, did you even think about that?
0: Not really, no. I was... I was kind of wondering, but I don't know what he was doing. I didn't really think about it.
2: All right. So I know you're you're hanging around Turner a little bit. Um, what are some of the things Mike Turner taught you or talked to you about throughout the day?
0: He mainly told me just to, just to kind of watch Henry, Cole, and Trevor where they're riding because he's, they were setting fast lap times in the pro class. He kind of was – sending me
2: to Brian, getting help with suspension stuff, and, and Tim from TCD, and that was about it. Okay. So you got to race against the pros. This is a little bit different series than, you know, American Flat Track, and they had a, a class called Power Elite Singles, where Steve has the, the singles class where the amateurs, the super singles class. So they had what you call a Power Elite Singles class where you lined up with the pros. When you line up on the starting line and you got national numbers on each side of you, what what are you thinking about? Are you trying to beat them off the line? Or are you going to try to follow a guy that's sitting beside you? Or what are you thinking about when you're on the starting line?
0: So when I'm sitting on the starting line with all those guys, I, uh, I'm i really thinking about getting a good start and trying to run away with it. But I know that's not going to happen. So I uh, usually I pick the fastest person, try to get behind them and, and set an anchor on them and, and follow them around the track and run their lines. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I have to make my way through the pack and catch up, and then other times I can kind of just
2: sit behind them. You finished in the top five, which in the main event, which is you know awesome because you know you're you're behind Cody Cop, you you're behind a lot of the fast guys, you know guys that have won nationals out there, and that qualified you for the Dash for Cash, which put a little bit of money in your pocket. So, how cool in your mind was it to even qualify for that Dash for Cash?
0: Oh, it was awesome. As soon as I finished the race, I was counting the people in front of me. And I was like, I think I qualified for the dash. And then after the race, they called me up. I was going off for my amateur race and then had to circle back around to go back on
2: the line. That, so that was a lot of laps back to back. You know, you, you run your amateur main event, you win it, but then you have to make a whole other lap. And then you get back in line for the last race of the night. Uh, did you make any money? I know it paid, I think, a 1000 to win the Dash for Cash, but did you, did you get a little bit of money for for the Dash where you finished? Yeah,
0: I made a couple hundred bucks.
2: All right. So why didn't you take me out to dinner?
0: I had to give it all to my dad.
2: Oh, oh, man. I'm going to have to have a talk with Dad. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. So uh, It's it, it's awesome. Uh, let's switch gears just a little bit. Uh, we know we've mentioned Mike Turner's helping you out. We, we talked about that last time we had you on here, too. But um, you ride a Husqvarna now. Have you thought about switching to Honda, or is that in the plans in the future, or is that something you can even talk about?
0: Well, if I want to ride for...
2: I don't know. I'm gonna have to ride a Honda. That's okay he said all right all right, I like it. I like it we can we'll just leave it at that. How's that? so uh I talked <laughs> to your mom and dad when I got to Lima on Friday night late at the hotel. they were sitting uh out in the lobby. I guess they're waiting for me to get there and uh no, they're just sitting outside talking and um they, <laughs> they crack me up. they're so funny and they're so cool, and your mom has to be your biggest fan because when left out was in virginia uh they were sta- there's you know you were standing next to carter and your mom was like hey be sure and get my son you know tell my son hi and stuff like that and then they interviewed you that's pretty cool man yeah it, it is really cool she yeah. she definitely supports me a lot yeah she she's awesome you got great parents and your your dad's retired from from working at the penitentiary so you guys can go race wherever you want to go um we got some big races coming up for you the ama flat track grand championships are you set to go for that now i mean it sounds like you got to put one more bike back together um but mentally are you ready to go
0: yeah we're getting bikes and everything set together and i i should probably maybe start focusing on that a little bit trying to get my head on on right and i don't know my plan is to go in there and uh, just put my head down and and try, but you can't count anybody out at those events, you know, different tracks each year. So you can't count anybody out really.
2: Who, who do you think is going to be your stiffest competition?
0: Well, there's a few of them. If Tyler Scott shows up, he's going to be a big one. Gage Smith is good. Logan McGrane's very good. Landon Smith is good. There's a lot of them.
2: Which track out of all the racetracks that you're going to be running are you looking forward to the most? or are you just are you are you do you even think about that? Do you just try to race each day, or is there one that you just say, "Yeah, I'm going to go there. I'm going to win every every class."
0: The track I'm looking forward to the most is the mile, because I've never rode a mile before. Okay, uh, I'm really excited for that one.
2: Have you talked to anybody about riding a mile? I mean, have you? I, I know. I know you spent a lot of time with Johnny Lewis down there, uh, you know, I, at the Moto Anatomy Camp in Florida and stuff like that. But have you even started thinking about it or talking about drafting with anybody uh, about riding a mile?
0: No. This uh, summer, I was going to pick a few people's brains about it, like Jeffrey Carver. I go out to Ride Organic and ride with him, and I was also going to give Cory Corey Texter a call and pick his brain a little bit. About
2: that. Cool. I, I think the the biggest thing for me, I just I remember the first time I was on a mile, and you're tucked in, you know, as 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 small as you can get. You got the throttle wide open, and it seems like you're on the straightaway forever. And stuff slows down, and, and I think I remember sitting up way before I even got to the flag stand, thinking, oh, I'm already at the corner, and I I see it seemed like I left it on another ten seconds after that before I even got into the corner. So just uh, just take it all in um my my biggest tip to you i guess is is don't get too excited to pass somebody coming off the corner you sometimes you have to back off and get in line and then use the draft and then pass them at the end of the straightaway so that's something that you'll have to figure out uh as you get laps you know as you get laps in on that decoy mile
0: yeah for sure i've I've watched plenty a bunch of races on miles and stuff and been kind of taking notes Side notes because I've never rode a mile, so I didn't really plan on riding
2: a mile until pro. But I guess I, they're throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So your your parents told me on Friday night that you turned eight or you turned sixteen in in October. So you're waiting until next year to go pro. Is that right?
0: Yep, that is correct.
2: Okay, so for the rest of the year, as an amateur, obviously you're racing the the flat track grand championships how do you pick and choose what other events you go to
0: really uh dad just searches facebook and uh whatever seems to be close there's a we have district 17 around us i kind of run for points there but if there's like a big race with a purse or something we might go there or if there's
2: a local race and we don't really feel like traveling we'll go there i got you. so just just take a look at whatever fits your schedule and whatever uh Suits your fancy, maybe. Um, what are you doing as far as training? Are you riding motocross? or Are you riding bicycles? I mean, what do you do for your fitness?
0: Uh, we go out to ride organic, and we uh, we do a lot of cross training out there, the duro, trails, motocross, and then there's a flat track out there. We like to ride the sand track. I like to
2: get on my bicycle occasionally and pedal a little bit. And... That's awesome. So... Um, some people might not know, but your sister used to race and she was pretty good back in the day. Has has she hung up the, the steel shoe? Is she all done with racing?
0: She wants to get back into it, but as of right now, steel shoes hung up. Uh she's a pretty busy pretty busy girl now with work and uh she's got actually two jobs working at Ruby Tuesdays and
2: the, the prison, so Wow wow what is she what's she doing with all that money? Maybe she needs to buy you a new motor <laughs>
0: no
2: she, she's got she she's got rent to pay there you go there you go I like it so uh well we we definitely appreciate you stopping by here on off the groove. We had to check in with you because you put on a clinic out there in the amateur class out there in lima and and you're you're definitely one of the fastest amateurs uh uh definitely in the united states i don't know about on the planet just yet but i'll i'll do some more research (laughs) but uh we appreciate you stopping by before we let you go do you want to say thanks to anybody
0: yeah for sure uh turner racing ctr amateur team galford usa motul usa bell power sports tom news gut seats dunlop light shoe get sideways Green electric Saw performance all cycles the rail racing tilly's tavern Uncle Bill and Aunt Linda, TCD Racing, Slipshot, Larry Racing, and
2: Disport. You nailed it, man! Congratulations on two victories, and also for you know putting in in the front there in that pro class and making that dash for cash. Uh, you sure are impressive. Keep keep doing what you're doing, and we'll see you real soon.
0: Thank you, Scotty. See ya.
2: Did you know no. that he looks a whole light, lot like the the dude on the back of the Mad magazine? <laughs>
1: the mad tv magazine
2: no just the, the mad magazine from back in the day oh, mad mad- mad magazine. oh yeah
1: mad tv was a show that came from that magazine you're
2: right yeah 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 shows my age no i i love chase setup. he's such a such a good young man i mean i was gonna say a good kid because but he's not a kid he's 15 he'll be 16 in october yeah he'll be in the aft pro classes aft singles class next year um he's 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 always been nice to me at the amateur nationals he would bring me a, a, a bottle of water and usually a, a wet towel or something like that. Cause those are some long days. And he's been doing that since he was a little bit of kid on like, I don't know if he's on P dubs or if he's on 65s, but you know, he's just, he's a great kid, a great family. Uh, like we mentioned, his sister used to race. Um, the dad's retired from, from working at the, at the, at the penitentiary there and they're traveling and they're racing all the time. And it shows. Yeah.
1: Super cool. Like, uh, it was really cool to see him go, up there in ashland virginia uh at that rva event really cool to see him go back to back there at the end of the night uh, this weekend in lima the kid's got raw talent it's fun to watch him race and he's got a great attitude man he's gonna go very far in the sport i think uh didn't get to meet his parents although there i heard both of them were out there so next time uh come find me i want to meet you guys uh been chatting with them on the instant messenger and, and on the social channels but uh, always love to put a face with a name when I when I have a chance to do that at the track so um, yeah good for Chase uh, it's not the last time we'll see that guy uh, taking the checkered flag uh, at, at Lima or any other race uh, for that matter with the talent that, that kid has so um, you want to get uh, get on the phone with Brombo here now?
2: Absolutely so it was his birthday earlier in the week yes sir and uh, well, we'll find out what he did for his birthday and uh, see what you know just see what all happened there at lima because he was he was a big part of the day so i don't want to give it all all the right now but uh i'm ready let's call him up let's do it hello rombo what's going on man happy belated birthday thank you man so uh what, what are you doing you out farming or something i mean why why you why are you avoiding my calls
3: uh, actually, we were just, uh, I just got done putting in a moto. Um, all right. So killing up the dirt on old one, two fives.
2: Yeah. That sounds like fun. What'd you, what'd you do for your birthday?
3: Nothing really. Um, more so just kind of recuperated from the weekend. Alex and I went out to dinner in Peoria and that's about it really.
2: Okay, so let's talk about what happened last weekend in Lima. You chose to to go up there and run, and the bike started smoking, and that ended your, ended your day early. I heard uh, broken case. I've heard a few different things. Have you have you diagnosed what happened yet?
3: Yeah. So uh, basically, the entire front cylinder kind of decided to go south. Um, yeah, it definitely sucks. Got a uh, basically a, a lap. And you know, rolled out onto the track in two or yeah, turn one. And they're having us test it and didn't even hit it wide open. And away she went. So, um, no, no broken cases. Uh, got, a, got some messed up rods, pistons, and cylinders. Um, cylinder head can be salvaged. Uh, thankfully, just uh, got to slowly piece it together now.
2: I was gonna say, you don't have much time before Texas. Um are you are you scra- scrounging trying to borrow another bike or do you think you can have uh get parts in time to get that thing put back together
3: Uh we're going to we're actually going to time with this one Um luckily enough I uh, I was fortunate to be sponsored by Dan Hawkins with DPC Racing this year Um I rode for him in 2016 and he wanted to be a part of the program this year he still believes in me and Uh, He actually was a part of the Bigelow team when Wiles rode for him and then again when uh, um, Carver, or yeah, Carver in 2020. So he is is nice enough to use his bike as a backup bike for Texas and possibly Joliet. And the goal is to have this uh, motorcycle ready for a good showing at the OKC Mile.
2: Awesome, that'd be perfect. You know, that's where you're sponsored by, so that'd be awesome. I know they got a lot of fans here, just waiting for that race, and it's a header, so that'd be really cool. Um, what I thought was really cool last weekend is after you were all done, uh, you know, in practice, you put your street clothes on to come hang, you know, hung out in the infield in the tower with me, where it's nice and cold. But you announced with me. Did you have fun doing that? Is that something that you enjoyed?
3: Yeah, certainly. I had to. Uh, I think I may have said one too many swear words up there but uh none of the bad ones thankfully. none of the bad ones but uh no it's definitely fun i i uh i enjoy it you know i enjoy your company hopefully you enjoyed mine a little bit I was absolutely up there all time, probably so
2: yeah so you know what what's crazy too is we're just kind of we're up there and there's a lot going on you know timing is going there robbie bobby's there the promoter's somewhere else and and they start working on the track then all of a sudden you were gone and next thing i know you go down the front straightaway driving Robbie Bobby's truck with the drag how did that you know how did how how did you decide to do that did somebody tell you to do that or did you just take off what happened
3: no i was up there in the tower with you and i heard uh they needed a drag on the back straightaway and uh a lot of commotion for Robbie Bobby so really it was uh i typically if the keys are in the vehicle it's good to go so i started heading up <laughs> Robbie Bobby was i think eating a corn dog probably and uh i don't know he was off doing something and i just jumped in they were uh, a little short-handed so if i can help out you know i I might as well you know keep myself busy i'm i'm uh i like staying busy so it was if i was able to help i was able to help so just jumped in and started going
2: so, but what was cool about it too is since you're a rider, you knew where to drag the track and what you needed to do. But you also stopped and got some other riders' feedback that had just came off the racetrack. So I, I love that you were out there. And then you also picked up uh, Carter, and they filmed some stuff with Left Out and gave you a, a lap around. You even FaceTimed your brother. So I mean, there was a lot going on in that truck.
3: Yeah, there certainly was. So um you know, I love what you guys are doing with Left Out. So. I wasn't sure if you guys have been around a track, and I was like, man, you know what? It was just a popcorn um, idea. I was like, all right, where's Carter? You know, I know Sammy's busy. You're obviously busy. So it's like, all right, Uh get Carter in the truck, give him a lap around, show the people, you know, what the track's like, how rough it really is. And um, so that was kind of my idea behind that. And I was texting my brother. He was like, what are you even doing now? Why aren't you on your way home? And so I'd explain (laughs) to him that, uh, you know, I had a buddy there with me racing. He's like, okay. He's like, so what are you doing? I was like, I'm actually prepping the track because earlier in the day is a little bit of uh, is chaotic going on with the track prep. And so I told him that, and he sent me a text message. There's a video of us messing around watering a track that we get to ride on whenever we want.
2: Yeah. And
3: uh, so he's like, we, they need us. And so when I, I sent him a text, I was like, dude, I'm full-on prep, track prep guy now. He's like, no, you're not. So I said, I'm legit in the water truck right now. He's like, no, you're not. So I got out of the water truck, ran to uh, um, Robbie Wobby's truck with the drag behind it. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm FaceTiming him. And I called him up. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, the steering wheel. I was like, here we are. He's like, no way. You're, you're actually doing it. I was like, yeah. So it, it was kind of comical. And Carter jumped in and, uh, you know, I was FaceTiming with Briar so it was kind of comical in that aspect as well
2: yeah absolutely so carter's still talking about the lap around and hanging out with you and he just can't believe how much fun he had and you know at some of the races when he worked for aft i would tell him okay we got to take a lap around the track because i want you to experience and and lima is one of the tracks where i said get your butt out of that semi trailer because you know when when they get there they go get locked in a semi and we don't see him until the races are over. But it, Lima is one of those tracks where I made him go stand by the fence when at least one group went by. And now he's hooked on Lima. That's why he was there. Um, let's talk about, you know, we got started late because of it, it rained so much the day before. But yet we're still adding water throughout the day on Saturday. So that's just one of the tracks that we can go to that can handle that much rain.
3: Yeah. Um, Lima is awesome. And I was kind of explaining it to Carter in the truck, you know, Lime is super easy. It's water and a drag, and you can have a pretty decent racetrack. And obviously, you kind of got to pay attention to where you're watering at. And I was explaining to him, you know, the the bottom was real hard and kind of almost dry slick. So you really got to watch out how much water you put on that. But lime in a hole is uh, an awesome track, and it's fairly easy to prep, just because, like I said, it's water and a drag. As long mm-hmm. as you kind of pay what the what color the dirt is you're kind of in there like swimwear you know just uh it's gonna be fast and fun
2: and, and the water truck they, they kind of figured you know out what was going on early in the day the water was spraying straight down from the water truck which was making making it too wet in those specific spots they turned those deals around and got a real spray going and that that cha- that was night and day difference from that point forward
3: oh it certainly was yeah um just when you when you have direct water, it's gonna flood no matter what. So really, mm-hmm. on space tracks, you want it to fan out, you know, and just kind of basically sprinkle down, not just you know power wash it straight to the ground. You want it to fan and just kind of come down like a nice little rain, and that typically gets it a lot more consistent instead of you know flooding one area and then. Uh, trying to shut it off in time so you don't go over it or then you have dry spots so i got in the water truck and said how fast does this thing go is and honestly it kind of scared me a little bit he uh (laughs) he drove it off into one he's like it's wide open and that thing set in there it's like oh man we're gonna go for a ride (laughs) we're
2: gonna tip it over
3: (laughs) (laughs) and uh, the guy was cool he was like man i'm sorry i don't know what i'm doing when it comes to water in a track he's like so he, he was really nice and Really uh, observant of what to do, and by the second time I got on the water truck with him, he was like, "All right, fast, and how many laps are we doing? <laughs> High, low? What are we doing here?" And yeah, he picked up pretty quick, which was awesome.
2: That that is awesome. And I just want to say thanks for doing what you were doing because that definitely helped speed up the the track maintenance portion of the day. So thanks for hopping in and being a part of that. Um, did you go to Lima to maybe get a few laps and, and get ready for the Lima Ohio National the last weekend of June, or? were you just free that weekend and that was a place to ride?
3: Uh, it was kind of a combination of all that, I guess to say it was, um, you know, there's some pretty good money up for grabs. Um, just, it's a fun tractor race. I have no notebooks on the FTRs. Um, so it was kind of a mixture of things where like, you know what, we're, we're free. The bike was running and it was in good condition, but, uh, you know, he was, all right, yeah, he was a last-minute decision. And little, little do you know, um, I was, I called Dave Atherton, and he goes, hey, what are you doing? I was like, oh, just prepping the bike. Oh, what bike? Oh, Indian. Oh, where are you going this weekend? Lima. He's like, oh, really? So am I. I was like, awesome. So I'll see you there. And, uh,
2: cool. you know,
3: it just last minute on Thursday. And, yeah, it, it's a bummer what happened, but thankfully I got some pretty good people in my corner to uh support me and get me through this you know um i was thinking man if i uh jumped off the roof of the grandstands my luck i'd just you know <laughs> be laid up in the <laughs> hospital for a little bit i was i was down in the dumps for, for a minute and uh a couple people called me and cheered me up and today hey, come on man just get over it enjoy the yeah. night like you said my buddy was racing so no sense in dwelling over it and saying i hate my life you know just figure out how to fix it and move on with it
2: and and you know what the good thing too is it wasn't an aft national i know it sucks when your bike breaks down but when you're running for you know a championship and national point standings and and you, you you got the spotlight on you you're on national tv if your bike lets go that's one thing but you know so maybe it happened for a reason maybe you guys will be even faster and stronger when we get down to texas
3: exactly and to be completely honest i i believe that fully and dave and i had a long talk it's like well shit dave at least it wasn't in texas and he kind of looks at me and kind of had it you know it was hard to smile he kind of had a little shitty grin he's like you know what you're right it's it, because that was our a bike for texas truthfully and okay. uh you know so it's well all right we're we got um two oklahoma city miles coming up and then lima so that that's a pretty brutal schedule right there so we're gonna try and have you know the guns loaded for those and maybe it's just a blessing in disguise that, Hey, we're going to go to Oklahoma city with one brand new motor and we're going to do our best to, you know, freshen up the second bike and go there with our guns loaded and ready for a battle.
2: Yeah, there you go. The last race we were at Atlanta. Um, What are your thoughts on the Atlanta super TT? Uh, Did you like the layout or not? Uh, Do you want to go there again? Do you care? I mean, give me, give me some thoughts on Atlanta.
3: Man, I, I really want to do a redo of Atlanta. I uh, my result definitely sucked, in my opinion. I I like TTs, and I think that's actually one of my that is my worst finish on a TT. I believe I seventh place, and the track layout was all right. You know, I mean, it was kind of cool the first turn, um, seeing how far you can bury it off in there. It was a little leery with uh, some people either not paying attention or, uh, just not, not going off there as fast. And I watched JD beach abort mission. And I mean, if he didn't, he was going to end, uh, Brandon Robinson's career. I mean, he came in there so damn hot and, Mm -hmm. you know, he won the race and uh, he came in there so hot. I thought, Oh my gosh, there's no way. And last minute, you know, he aborted and ran off track, but it was, it could have been really, really ugly. But besides that, I mean, I wish the jump was better. I, I like jumping. And then um, the track got pretty rough. I am I like rough right-handers tracks like that. So uh, it wasn't terrible, but it could have been a lot better in my opinion. I mean, um, it could, it, a lot of different things could have resulted in a lot better of a racetrack in my opinion. But that's me. Um, go there again, eh, I'm indifferent about it, honestly. I'd much okay. rather go to Peter twice a year. You know, that's you in my through TT track for one all dirt, one jump, one right hander and uh that that's you know how TT tracks originated if you look at Ascot and um all great TT tracks, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yep. Houston and so
2: Sitting uh, seventh in the point standings right now. I know you're not happy with that. Uh, what are you going to do to move up in the standings? I mean, are you looking race by race? Are you looking at the, the next race in the future? You got some picked out, or, or what's going through your mind about the rest of the year?
3: You know, right now, with uh, I'll be completely honest. This season has been miserable to begin with. Um, I called people while I was driving down to Volusia, seeing if they had motorcycles I could rent, not knowing if I was going to have bikes ready. And that's the God's honest truth. And then Atlanta was another just uh, catastrophic event. You know, thankfully we chose to do the test day and find out, you know, what all went wrong. And then we raced Atlanta, which was good. Um, Made it through all three main events, which I'm thankful for. So sitting seven points really doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't excite me, but everything that I've gone through just from having to completely rebuild these motors I mean, they were pretty well off, uh, smoked in my opinion and, uh, doing it myself, my own diamond time, you know, it's, uh, some places actually kind of, kind of like a top five right now for me. I'm not, you know, real with it, obviously uh, as a racer and, you know, being third and fifth in the championships in years past, I, I, I want to be the guy in contention for the championship, but right now I'm just, uh. I guess to say picking and choosing my battles of where to exert my, myself, my motorcycles and, you know, the budget, which there isn't one, it's, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, just trying to go race by race, make sure the bikes are going to be running for each one, which has not been easy as what I thought. Everyone's like, Oh yeah, they're, they're great. They're reliable. I don't know if I got too bad eggs or what, but, uh, it's been a struggle for me, but we're, um, taking the time right now to recuperate get the bikes 100 you know um now what will be the a bike is going to be fresh for texas and the race is on so hopefully this little break we can turn some stuff around i actually like i said i i got to ride today which has been one of the first times since really i left for Volusia. um Good. back at my house so just trying to uh rejuvenate myself start having fun again and just move forward from there i mean the points are where they are right now and we go to every race to win and
2: that's it sounds good is dave Atherton with you all year long or just when he can help out
3: uh right now it's uh when he can help out really um you know dave's a great guy he honestly i i don't believe i've met a mechanic that wants to be at the racetrack more than dave Atherton, and that's that's honestly the truth i mean the guy came to me and kind of asked some questions and next thing you know, he's like, Hey, I'll be at uh, Volusia. My, you want my help? Well, of course, you know, he, uh, he's a championship winning mechanic and knows his stuff. He's been around the sport forever. And then he's like, Hey, you know, I, I'm going to be at Atlanta. Like, okay, let's go. And then he's <laughs> going to be at and be there with me in Texas. And uh, I believe Joliet right now. And we're just kind of, I think after that, playing it a little bit by ear, you know, just uh, what does the future hold for us? It's kind of where it's that that's unknown right now.
2: Well, we appreciate your time, and thanks for coming up in the booth and, and helping me to fill time, you know, when there's some downtime up there. And I, I like asking you questions that you can tell the fans that are watching. Uh, there's people watching worldwide on Chopper Town on Facebook, and it was definitely yeah. nice to have you stop by the booth, and then you – went and and drove the water truck you went and you know drug the track you did a little bit of everything on saturday and it's much appreciated and as always thanks for stopping by and before we let you go do you want to say thanks to anybody
3: yeah i first of all you know i i enjoy i i, I enjoy working with dirt you know ever since i was a kid and i think my brother fed me a bunch as i was sitting in my high chair <laughs> and ever since then i just enjoyed enjoyed dirt you know but uh no, it was my pleasure to speak with you. It's always fun when I can. Scotty, I appreciate being um, who you are and having me on the show again. Yeah, of course, I got to thank Indian Motorcycle, um, Indian Motorcycle of Oklahoma City, Dave Atherton. There's so many. Uh, Dan Hawkins with DPC Racing, uh, my mom and dad, RKE Electric, RKE, um, Araya Helmets, you know, there's so many people, Drew Massa, SMS Cycle. Um, you know, the season wouldn't happen for me without a lot of these people and it's much appreciated. Jerry Stinchfield, you know, that guy is I think he's calling maybe eighty five percent of the people's weathers in the paddocks because the guy just loves to see people go have fun and go racing. So my hat's off to him for the love and support of everyone in the field and you know, um, again, off the groove, thank you guys for what you do.
2: Cool man. You said hats off. That reminds me, you got some hats left. Do you have any left? Can Can anybody else get some? Do they reach out to you? Do you have any left?
3: I, I have, I believe, two hats left right now um, in the process. Ooh. My my dog, uh, James Spoli, is helping me out. Um, we're working on getting some more made, a little bit different, you know, for a little different flavor out there. I believe we are doing some flat bill snapbacks. I got some uh, crap from Chris Bruce about – you know oh you only have the trucker style and then we're actually doing some flex bits so uh, if if you want a hat style and you want to support me just give me enough shit about it and i'll eventually make one so um
2: (laughs) (laughs) love it love it uh save one for jody she said you you owe her one for sure so make sure she gets one but uh hey thanks for stopping by and we'll see in texas
3: sounds great safe travel to you guys and look forward to
2: seeing you all in texas thanks bronson Bronson Bauman. Are you, are you trying to be an announcer? Or what are you doing over there? I'll never be an announcer. Okay. All right. Hey, you—you you got a Bronson Bauman hat on right now, oh, by the I way. I so, Yeah.
1: You like these, yeah. You're the patrons? Yeah. yeah. The BB. Yeah. Thirty-seven. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. picked that up this weekend, actually. Good stuff. Yeah, he did. Yeah.
2: He's only got one left, he said, but he's gonna get some more made.
1: Yeah. um so i might have to pick up another one depending on how cool they are so um yeah you got to support the people support the support the riders and uh i didn't expect to have it hand delivered but you know he ended up being there this weekend he had a few in the truck and he was like here you go so uh, yeah man and just i gotta say man how cool it was to hang in the truck talk about flat track just bs while we're going around the track get to experience lima in that way it was super cool man like uh i thought one of the coolest experiences that i'd ever had was when you told me to come outside of the track and stand along the fence and get smacked in the face with pea gravel but uh mm-hmm. but that that one might have topped it i'm hanging out with a with a flat tracker a pro professional flat tracker mm-hmm. uh while he's prepping a track for a uh for a lima race that's kind of cool uh so pretty yeah. neat yeah and then there was he was facetiming with two-time champ right there brother briar so that was kind of cool too um you don't get those experiences every day and uh most of the days i just wake up pinching myself the next morning like how did that really happen and it did (laughs) and it did so um super cool awesome weekend uh i'll say it again man that the fact that that guy had the morning he had and ended the day the way he did just speaks volumes to the kind of human he is and uh, look forward to seeing him go pretty well the rest of the season. Wish him the best of luck and always appreciate it. I always appreciate that dude taking the time to jump on uh, with us on Absolutely. Off the Groove.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. He, he, he's a he's a cool guy and, and I've known him since he was really young and he likes playing with the dirt. He likes working on motorcycles. You know, he's he's in the right spot and he actually said he got to ride his motorcycle today, which when we recorded this was Tuesday. But uh, man, he's, he's doing things good. Hopefully those bikes will be back together and fast as ever uh next race for afts up in texas it's followed by joliet and then uh man tara Haute's right after that for steve Nash racing so it's getting ready to get busy they're gonna and be coming back. Fa- yeah. oh yeah classic
1: yeah they're, they're gonna be coming fast yep. and furious here in the next couple of weeks right like uh yep. you're, you're gonna be pretty damn busy um so yeah i don't i don't know my next weekend
2: off after this one so i'm, I'm probably gonna stay home and do nothing you're gonna go to charlotte this weekend and see your family yes sir
1: i'm gonna go see my nephew noah was born about two and a half months ago now. <laughs> I yep. Still haven't met him, man, so that's like, cool. Feels like just feels like just the other day. It does feel like just man. the other day. But yeah, man, uh gotta go see the family, go do that this weekend and uh uh, who knows uh, what's what's after that? Promoto is kicking up here at the end of uh, May, um, which I just found. Nate Dog, shout out to Nate Dog's going to be out there running there the camera, go. so uh, helping um, you out, helping yeah, you guys out. Yeah, worked with Nate Dog on the Fans Choice stuff for uh, for Flat Track a couple of years ago there. So good buddy of mine that's going to be out there running cameras on the Promoto crew with uh, at least that event. I don't know if he's doing another one. So good, good that's awesome. Right on. uh And we actually have some uh, some of our patrons. Our new patron Joy joined in. Hey Joy uh hey Joy. tracy tracy jones is saying what's up guys of course graham says my sweet boys and uh <laughs> she said hi sweet boys and tracy jones <laughs> I, calling out cole king one of the coolest uh hooligan riders dude, that he, i talked he, to this weekend he
2: he, he was ripping he uh was. The, the quick time that i was talking about was stephen sandoval and stephen sandoval and cole king used to race each other a lot you yeah. know uh iowa illinois guys and uh man they, they put on a show yeah and cole
1: king was was on it i, I mean, was uh he, he was flying i was and in that, the, that bike sounded so good too dude, it did it did and not only did the bike sound good his leathers were on point i was in the i was literally like shooting slow motion around him for like five minutes just because his leathers like he had the gold trim on him and he's i think he had mom yeah. and dad on yeah. his ass a patch a mom and dad patch on his ass um just yeah. a super cool dude uh it's the first i'd ever gotten to chat with him and uh look forward to seeing him go at, at many more races uh, throughout the year
2: absolutely it was a good weekend and i'm glad we had two of the two of the people that were there last weekend that were on here actually four if you count you and i and uh <laughs> so there's four of us that were at lima last weekend Pretty it cool. was an rpm race we didn't mention that but yeah. it was uh jeff hires i used to race against jeff and um he reached out to me last minute we made it happen uh you were there sammy was there so the whole left out crew was there jackie van ham was out there too that's right she was covering the event Uh, it was live on Facebook worldwide on Chopper Town and that's who she kind of works for a little bit and she does that streaming for a few other promoters too so it's good to see Jackie I think I saw her for maybe a total of 10 minutes (laughs) you know that's including the riders meeting and helping her throw cables up to where she was at and I took her microphone and stuff like that she She, was flat out she chimed in a couple times but
1: she was flat out just like everybody else too I mean it was a long day out there Um, but I think we all we all had a blast for sure Absolutely. Uh
2: one thing we didn't mention is Cody Cop. Oh dude. Man. He he you know, he didn't show that strong in qualifying or even the heat race, but main event time on that single, yeah. He got the whole shot and he was gone. Yeah. Like by a straightaway. Yep. Immediately.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. Joyce says Jackie is me she, she sure is. Yeah. So so my hat my hat's off to to, to Cody Cop. And if you haven't seen the left out video you interviewed joe cop who's won grand nationals there but what he was doing was grooving the tire yeah and then he turned, the, he turned the tire over because he wanted to have a fresh edge for the next race and so he was going back and flipping it back and forth which with the quick knockoffs uh, on the hubs you can you, you flip the sprocket and the brake and you just turn it around you got a fresh edge so yeah. he was doing the old school stuff and you can't do that at aft you cannot groove tires at aft mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different so I, I was curious to see that he did that but with the money on the line you do what you 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 can do to go faster so at AFT uh uh Cody's not gonna have the same traction he had as he had Saturday but he's now he's got the experience of racing at that track I think that was good a good move for them to do that
1: absolutely um and there might have been another motorcycle in that pits too that uh that I saw I don't think he ever if he ever got on I saw him get on it but it was there
2: yeah so Cody has an Indian. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who owns it. It's probably, it might be Bob Landfears. I'm not real sure. Uh, but, or no, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's Latest Motors, I bet. It's probably Latest's ah. Indian. But he's he's allowed to get some seat time here and there. He wasn't going to race. He was never planning on racing it, no. but he was planning on just practicing it. And we got a late start, and I think the track ended up kind of rough at the start. So I think they elected just to focus on that on that Jones Honda. So uh, I can't wait to see Cody on an Indian. It's going to be exciting, but you know he's only 16. Don't rush it, but at the same time, all seat time is good seat time.
1: Yeah, I can't wait till we're about two or three years from now when Dallas Daniels, Cody Cobb. Like all these young rippers are just like competing each other, against each other in, in a class. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, Looking forward to that. And another video, it was just super cool to have that conversation with Joe while he's sitting there working on that tire about Cody's progress, you know, out there for the first time seeing Lima because Cody was another person that had never been out on Lima. Um, so hearing his feedback, what kind of advice he gave to his son, just like to have that conversation with Joe cop is super cool. And I don't know if you saw the other video I posted this morning or earlier this week where uh, he was eating the peanut butter and jelly sandwich while he's walking the bike to the line. I oh, missed dude. it. Dude, go back on Left Down and watch that one. He's like walking the All bike right. with one All hand. Right. He's got a PB&J in the other one. He's like... Oh, oh, and he goes, PB&J! <laughs> it's hilarious. Jo- Joe or Cody? Joe. It's Joe. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, so... Slamming a Sammy. I <laughs> get it.
2: Wow. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yep. And, 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 you know, I found that hard you know it's just something if you want to think about some stats and stuff like that joe cop grew up in washington there's no pea gravels out there but yet he flew on pea gravels he always did good at lima three three times times. he also won just down the road in greenville ohio he won the annie oakley shootout down there a few Mm times he saw the rifles on that trophy is a old style rifle on a plaque i think he won that at least two times maybe he won that one three times as well so uh cop cop knows his way around the pea gravel and cody does too last year at the flat track grand championships he smoked them yeah. at ashland yeah um and that's what he was looking forward to is is the pea gravel so uh, i guess you know just maybe it's all mental maybe it was all in my head that I wasn't good on pea gravel i uh, don't know
1: and so just a great that's family
2: so that's, that's what my dad would say anyway
1: <laughs> Probably. i'm getting nervous man okay see miles getting pretty close your dad's gonna teach me yeah. some motorcycle stuff
2: we hope so if you don't back out, I'm not gonna back out. I'll be there. I'll all right.
1: Um. All right, man. Thanks. You wrap thanks this one up. Thank,
2: yep. Thanks to all our patrons for all their support. Thanks to all of our listeners. Smash that like button. Tell your friends about us. And uh, and just give us some feedback on iTunes wherever you wherever you listen. And uh, Carter, keep it on four wheels. Everybody else, keep it on two wheels. And we'll talk to you next Friday. Peace. <laughs>
0: Hi, Scotty. Hi, was, Sarah. Boobie hi, Booby. Hi, Will. Hi, Scotty.